Hi and welcome to Green Planet Blue Planet Podcast, highlighting artists, teachers, authors, and fellow entrepreneurs who are committed to planetary purpose, or in other words, holistic visions for planet Earth. My name is Julian Gudelai, and in today's episode, I'm hosting an interview with Jason Giel from a mastermind recording in the jungle in Costa Rica earlier this year uh, during Envision Festival. And Jason Giel is a personal friend of mine from Victoria, British Columbia. He is a studio owner and community, well, space maker, I would call him, in Victoria, in British Columbia. He has been so largely involved in many different school projects, raising the awareness and consciousness for the education system out here in British Columbia and Canada's West Coast. And today's episode is a short dive into those topics between freedom culture, what it means to really emerge from the chains of our society into true freedom and how to perpetuate that uh, for future generations, how to create frameworks for future generations and how to have fun while we're doing that. And so without any further ado, please enjoy the episode with Jason Giel to touch on the future of education, I guess we have to touch on kind of where it's at or where it's been. And so at the simplest level, you know, our, our antiquated education, education system isn't moving as fast as either our psychology or our environmental world or the nature of work and how people are working and going to be working. Here we are, and my name is Julian Gudelai. I'm sitting here with my friend Jason Giel who went with us to the Punta Mona Mastermind, one of the media creators, to plan and bond more on how to c collaborate on epic media in the world and storytelling. And also now here at Punta, uh, after Punta Mona here at Envision Festival um, in Costa Rica. Jason, such a pleasure to actually meet you in the jungle. We usually hang out in Victoria, um, where that's where we met at least. <laughs> yeah, it's quite something to be here. Whole different world. Is it your first time in Costa Rica? First time in Central America, first time in a jungle, mm -hmm. first time worrying about bullet ants and scorpions and vipers when I walk at night. It's totally different. <laughs> <laughs> I love your answer, man. That's a great way to start and drop in. Yeah, Costa Rica certainly brings alive a very unique energy. Pura Vida is something that's really being lived here. And that's really what I want to chat with you about, Jason Giel, because Jason, you are um, a host of community since a long time. Uh, in British Columbia, actually, in Canada. And I want to ask you about the hospitality that you perceive uh, Costa Rica to have. Like, how, how, do you, how did you feel welcomed into this country? Mm. Yeah, I've only had kind of the two contexts here. So one being uh, Punta Mona Village that we stayed at for a week and then here at Envision Festival. Um, Envision, I think, is you know largely curated by Westerners as much as locals, so maybe my experience here isn't reflective of Costa Rica as a whole, I'm not sure, but it's been great. Uh, people are wonderful and generous and lovely. Um, being to Punta Mona was really amazing, just like seeing seeing the community uh, come together and work together and um, their investment in each other and their gentle but present way with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really beautiful. Really cool. So, to give context around who you are, 
you started with a space called Sunset Labs, is that right? In Victoria, British Columbia? I don't know about started, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I've had Sunset Labs for uh, over 10 years now, yeah. Mm -hmm. What was the original intention of this, this, this space, the, the hosting of like, culture and community that de evolved? Like, what was the original intention behind that? That space was kind of a funny um, confluence of, of moments and uh, circumstance. You know, it just kind of um, showed up. Mm. And, and so mostly we just started doing events there because we had a space and I, I've always liked bringing people together. And so, you know, it would be true to say I, I didn't have a really clear idea um, about what that space was about or what mm -hmm. it was for. But then it kind of started to declare itself and take on a life of its own. And, right. and refine <laughs> through community um, what it was here for. And so as, as willful as I can be and as design-focused as I often am, I've also just tried to listen to what the space requested and, and what the community asked for and create more of that. So over the years, you've been exposed to plenty of dance parties, lots of live streaming events, lots of like educational talks, I, I, I guess also... Um, a lot of diversity. I think I, I know that I've personally had my first ever acupuncture session in, in your um, in your space with a mutual friend, Bradley Morris. Uh, shout out to Bradley T. Morris, who was with us in Punta Mona. Um, and I'm just curious because I know you're also host a lot of men's work and the whole domain of just evolving and cultivating who we are as conscious beings and who we are in, in community and how we show up with each other. So. In that context, I, I want to really ask you, what is freedom culture to you? What does freedom as a man in this reality, in this world mean to you? I can't say that I've thought a lot about the word freedom prior to like arriving to this event. Like That word um, hasn't been a huge part of my vocabulary or kind of philosophic curiosities. Um, but in thinking about it now, And in, in hearing some people share about it here at Envision, uh, freedom. The times when I notice that I'm feeling free is when I'm able to disentangle something that was artificial that was governing me. So often I'll have some sort of mindset or some belief system that is entrenched and that I hold to be true. And then one day I'll be, you know, working with Gabor Mate or Stephen Jenkinson or Charles Eisenstein and suddenly it'll just kind of like unravel and, and suddenly there's like this weight that's gone and this constriction of artificial concept or artificial guidance mechanism that, that releases mm -hmm. and that's when I notice that I, I feel a lot of freedom energetically and, and resultantly I feel more free when I'm with somebody because I have less attachment or structured <laughs> ideas about how we should connect you know And so, and so mostly like there's kind there's of this no me without the we really, right? Yeah. Like you need, you need the relationship and the community and therefore freedom within that interaction. It be, otherwise there's not even a, a reality of self in that sense. Yeah. And it's, you know, I think that the general arc of kind of growing up in today's world <laughs> is slowly chipping away at the inauthentic belief systems and behavioral patterns that yeah, we've architected here, here. over decades. Well, inauthentic in the sense, I guess, for me, very much because 
literally I would go to 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 speak about consciousness because things that have been decided 70 years ago were just agreements that were decided 70 years ago were a different level of consciousness and informedness and ways of travel of not just information but also of humans on the planet than now and today so humans are changing and evolving in living out their diversity and so our agreements and coming together i think need to be very uh, open and flexible to to that evolution absolutely cool i think it's it's a pleasure to talk about freedom as a german canadian i think it's also a very north american us american mm. thing mm. quite specifically you know um, the, the idea of freedom um just it being like a very uh, core focus of mm. its culture mm. right that fr freedom is part of the colonialization um that kind of took over the the, the prior native um Uh, structures and, and ways and forms of living in, in such a diverse <laughs> way. Where, where I want to focus in with you is, is really also on education because you just spoke about how we grow up into this world. And I know you're a father. Um, your son is, is an adult now as well. Um, and we, we've been in the community of Victoria, British Columbia as a large and, 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 and beyond that also the two of us have been really like standing up and stepping into education as a change in the new education paradigm. So I want to ask you the question, like how do you envision the future of education if you were to zoom out a bit and you can see 10, 20, 30, 40 years? Specifically mm. interesting because I want to set that context for the person listening. Um, you that you're listening, Jason Gill runs a live streaming platform. So he's in the jungle right now in Costa Rica bare feet on the ground, but at the same time, he also has this technology wizardress that, that, that is in his, in his being, right? So how do you see the future of education? Uh, you know, to touch on the future of education, I guess we have to touch on kind of where it's at or where it's been. And so at the simplest level, you know, our, our antiquated education, education system isn't moving as fast as either our psychology or our environmental world or the nature of work and how people are working and going to be working, um, and certainly not um, moving as quickly as the world is changing um, environmentally, climate change, economics, and so on. And so there's a deficiency in the way that education is adapting to the emerging now. And so at the simplest level, I hope that education becomes more flexible and adaptive and responsible For the, for the now that we're experiencing and for the now that we perceive coming. Clearly, um, things are moving so quickly and changing so quickly that education, as long as it focuses on content and kind of um, uh, skill sets and, and aptitudes, and, uh, you know, I think it's always going to be, it's always going to fall behind really quickly. Mm -hmm. So what you and I have encountered in, in yeah. the education domains that we've been experiencing is that it focuses on ways of being and personal development skills and curiosity and um, inquiry and totally inquiry these these, these pathways where that are um, you know trans capable you know anything that somebody steps into those skills are still going to be available to them and relevant and and no matter what happens in the world operationally yeah. they have a interpersonal and, and personal <laughs> way of being uh, yeah. a skill set that can adapt to that reality wow so so that's a mental framework or a psychology I, in my in my way of interpreting it that really allows for freedom right like mm -hmm. this is like loving someone into being so that they're actually equipped for freedom culture instead of just living freedom culture as a counter 
reaction to your op oppressive or, or traumatic, um, you know, like wounds in, in mm -hmm. that sense. I guess also for all of our wounds and all of our trauma in 2019 that still is very real, privilege and inequality are, are, are something that yet have to really kind of unlock into a next synarchy or synergy, I believe. And, you know, on, on that note, there, there, is, there is definitely already a lot of movement in the education revolution. I think we're maybe not in the middle of it quite yet, but places like the Green School exist and they are inspiring the entire world. Oh, yeah. I mean, alternative schools and inquiry-based schools are popping up all over the world. And there's definitely a huge global flowering of emerging education models. Um, driven by people like Phil Moore and Dr. Shafali and others who are stewarding Gene Houston um, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. Who are stewarding Dass, this, all these people are involved in in this kind of value setting almost, right? Mm -hmm. This broader way of learning, and, broader and way a of more learning. inclusive, holistic, you know, person-centered, um, you know, heart-centered uh, pathway of education. I'm I'm excited to see where it goes, and I'm and I'm excited for for that emergence to kind of oh, displace. Yeah. Uh, some of the dysfunctional historical models so much I think what you're saying is so beautiful because as a ch as a 31 year old I still remember like yesterday how it felt like a child to grow up and wanting to voice not just my opinions but also my like desire my actual back then innocent and right. authentic desire for how I'd like education to be and that was um, only like partially really in the German education system at the time um, you know uh, mid 90s to, to early 2000s that wasn't necessarily being heard or fostered uh, mm. some other skills were, were much more of a priority um, so I think a readiness for life or in asking really good questions is is um, is essential yes Jason as we're wrapping up this super micro episode, because you are also busy filming the entire stage all weekend long, I want to really acknowledge you for that amazing uh, gift that you have to, to create media basically out of nothing. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share? And maybe like something that made you smile in the last three, four days or, um, you know, something you're grateful for? Often I find... Um, in doing my work in the world that there's a little bit of an experience of isolation or, or loneliness that mm -hmm. like there isn't a, a tight tribe of people doing epic deep work and so here as we gather with Freedom Culture and the Superhero Academy and I Am Community um, it is so compelling and like resonant for me to be immersed in, in people that are kicking butt and doing like mm. really deep work in the world and really trying to push the boundaries yeah. of connection and expansion and, and consciousness pushing and, boundaries. and um and so i i'm left kind of reaffirmed and uh mm. and feeling more um settled in the global community of kind of change makers and and movement creators uh and so i guess you know to others who may resonate with that feeling of isolation you know i just encourage you to to continue to you know seek your tribe and, and connect yeah. with people because there's a lot of people doing epic creative uh, difference making work in the world and and if you if you don't have access to that you know it's it's going to be a lonely push um, but if you can immerse yourself in people that are really trying to trying to create and trying to make a difference and like holding that that space um, it's so settling and grounding and it, and it, I'm finding for me it just gives me a lot of power in moving forward with what I'm up to. Beautiful. Very, very grateful for you sharing that. Staying 
continuously beyond hope actually at choosing optimism based on seeing how many epic humans that are alive. Jason, thank you so much for making the time. My brother. Love having you on the show. Thank you, sir. And that's that. Another episode of Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. I truly hope you had a good time listening to this interview and gain some form of new perspective, inside or knowledge that serves you, that enriches your life. And if that's the case, make sure to share this episode, subscribe to the podcast, follow the social media on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and simply be part of the conversation one step at a time. Wherever you are, have yourself a stellar day.